0: There are times to give and times to receive. There are times to work for God and times to wait on God. May we bring to our worship attentiveness of heart and openness of spirit that we may, create, may celebrate the Lord's presence with us in words, song, and silence.
1: Amen. Good morning, everyone. And a very warm welcome to everybody. And I think it's going to get warmer as we progress through the service. It's lovely to see you all. We had a slight um, technical hitch. Uh, so w- when we get to the appropriate hymn, there's one hymn... Um, so, uh, right. We, that The words that were going to be on the screen would have been different to the words that the musicians were playing because they were from a different book, a different hymn book. One had got three verses and the other had got five. So we're going with the... Songs of Fellowship words, which has got six verses. And and I apologize, Catherine, if that doesn't work. But hopefully you'll know most of the words because it's a well-known hymn. Okay, our call to worship. Come, leave behind your fussing and sit quietly at the Lord's feet. Leave behind your fretting and listen to the Lord's words. Leave behind your busyness and receive what is best. For it is Jesus who calls you and welcomes you. And we're going to sing praise to the Lord Almighty as we sing number 88 from Singing the Faith. We come now to our prayers of approach, confession, and thanksgiving. Now, I always um, term them as act prayers because we're acting, but actually we're stilling ourselves as we act in prayer, if that makes sense. Let's pray. As Martha, approached, uh, as Martha welcomed you into her home, so me, may we welcome you into our hearts and welcome others into this community of faith, knowing that it is your hospitality that we celebrate and your table to which we come, in strength and in weakness, in joy and in sorrow, in anticipation and in thankfulness. Amen. Forgive us, gracious God, when we are resentful of our tasks and distracted in our following of you. Bless us with the confidence to lay aside all that feeds the pride of our busyness and draw us closer to you in words and in silence. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Generous God, we give you thanks that you do forgive us and give us fresh starts each and every day and even every moment of every day. We give thanks for those who have welcomed us into their homes and shared their food, their time, their energy and their friendship. May we never turn others away from our tables or keep our doors closed, but be generous in our sharing, imaginative in our inviting and celebrate always your presence with us at every meal. Amen. Now, I wonder if the children at the back can just look this way for a minute and everybody else in the congregation. How many of you have got one of these? Right. Everybody who's got one of these, put your hands up. Mmm, okay. Have you all got them turned off? (laughs) Okay, well, do you know, I read an article that said six out of ten parents give children mobile phones between the ages of eight and 12. That is almost, well, it's over half, isn't it? Half of adults. But do you know, I saw the other day, there was um, somebody with a, a very, very small child, a little toddler, and they were trying to keep them occupied, and they kept wanting to press the YouTube app to get a video and um, it was just amazing now I think we've we've kind of said the accuracy for adults nine out of ten adults have a mobile phone and that's pretty amazing isn't it it seems that we can't seem to go anywhere without our phones and if we've left it at home by mistake we're fretful all the time aren't we oh I can't find it where is it where is it now, what else can we do with our mobile phones aside from making a telephone call? Text. You can text so we can send messages. Find a location. Sorry? Find a location. Find a location using the maps. There was somebody else that photographs. photographs, taking photographs. Identify things. Identify things. Yes, you can hold it up and say, What is this? and it will tell you. Yeah. Google Oh, your torch, yes, and it's a torch as well, isn't it? Um, I discovered um, when my phone was upgraded that somebody else is on my phone besides me. Somebody called Siri. And um, I I pressed a button, and I didn't know I'd turned him on, and I couldn't get something to work, and I said, oh, this is ridiculous. And the voice went, that's not nice. (laughs) And I I said, I'm not speaking to you. (laughs) comes to something, doesn't it? Mm. Anyway. Now, I won't go as far as to say that mobiles are bad, but if we're not careful, they can keep us from paying attention to some very important things that are going on around us. And I'm sure you've seen people walking down the road with their head in their phone, with, um, sometimes with their ear put the pods in and they're talking away, obviously, to the the thing, but are they paying attention to what's around them? And even though it's against the law, I've still seen people driving or even trying to text while it's on the steering wheel. Mm, It's not very safe, is it? I'm sure all of us have been with a friend and their mobile's gone off. And what generally happens? Do they answer it? Some don't. Some will say, oh, do you mind if I take this? Others will go, hold on a minute. (laughs) Um, Also, I've seen couples and families go into a restaurant... Into the pub, sit down, and the first thing they do after they've ordered? It's great family time and conversation, isn't it? Mm. Being distracted, though, isn't anything new. And it happened in Jesus' time as well. And they didn't even have mobile phones or even landlines. But that didn't keep them from being distracted Today, one of our Bible readings tells a story about a woman who became distracted when Jesus was her guest in her home. So listen out for it later on. There are so many distractions around us and the thing that we have to do is seek ye first the kingdom of God. We're going to hope that all will work well, the music and the words. Uh, For those who want to use a book, it's Singing the Faith. No, it's not. It's Songs of Fellowship 493. Even I'm confused. (laughs) Uh, During which, sorry, the offering will be taken.
2: Seek ye first the King Righteousness, and all these things shall be.
1: Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for your many gifts. Help us to prioritise our spending wisely. With these gifts of money and those paid directly into the bank, we bring our time and talents as well to be used in your service to reflect Christ, whose glory fills the skies. And we pray for all children here today. We pray for those who attend Lighthouse and Cuerden School. We pray for all those who use these premises that they may indeed encounter you. We ask this in the Lord's name. Amen. And now Chris is going to bring our Old Testament and New Testament lessons. Thank you.
3: The first reading is taken from Genesis 18, 1-10. Three visitors. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees and Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abram looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, "'If I have found favour in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by.' Let a little water be brought, and then you may wash all your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat, so you can be refreshed and then go on your way, now that you have come to, to, come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. So Abram hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three seats of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf had been prepared and set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife Sarah, they asked him. They're in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. The Gospel reading is taken from Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, at the home of Martha and Mary. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen.
1: Thank you, Chris. I wonder if you put yourself in Martha's shoes. Would this be something that she may have been thinking? Mary left all the work
0: to me and just sat there hanging on to Jesus's every word Mm. I grumbled but actually I felt quite virtuous and rather important and waited for him to come and thank me and berate my dreamer of a sister but he didn't come so I sought him out to let him know that I was doing all the work on my own, but he already knew. Only he wasn't grateful. He didn't thank me, and he told me to stop fussing, to look beyond what I was doing. I was furious, insulted, and stormed back to my work. Only it suddenly seemed empty. My pride felt silly but I brought the food in and shared it around and took my place with Mary and listened. Do you know I was so engrossed that I forgot to eat anything?
1: Silence and inaction are uncomfortable. When we are still, so often we justify ourselves by being busy. The rhythm of work and rest gives way to constant activity during which awkward questions need not be faced.
0: Let's pray. Lord, may we never be too busy to listen to your still, small voice. Then might we truly feast in your name and complete that work to which you have called us. Amen. Amen.
1: We're going to remain seated now as we sing, Be Still and Know That I Am God. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. silence is golden. Or is it? Be still and know that I am God, not me. This is what God wants and asks us to do. Yet most of us are uncomfortable with silence because the usual normality is of noise and constant demands on our time. We're going to reflect on how and why we should seek out quiet and downtime. And what happens when we do? Most people live in a world full of noise where it's sometimes hard to hear. Background noise seems insistent, unless we're lucky enough to get out into the countryside. However, we're seldom silent. But without silence in our lives, the stillness we need in our hearts and minds to hear what God has to say is impossible to achieve. There are many ways in which people experience silence. Young people might have taken part in sponsored silences. Others may have been lucky enough to have the gift of time in a place where the only sound might be birdsong or the noise of breeze through the trees. Yet do we ignore this stillness and silence and try to fill it, even with headphones playing music? However, there may also be others who are single or widowed who have all too much silence in their lives. When I was teaching, there was a lot of pressure on teachers from the classroom. And in terms of a teacher's well-being, we were advised at certain times in a week or even in a day that you should have some golden time or even a golden moment, time when no one is making any demands on you. And you have to think, you have time to think and regroup before your next activity. If it had been a particularly trying day, one was even encouraged to claim a golden moment by going to the toilet, even if you didn't need to. So how are we going to be still? Well, believe it or not, it's an active choice. Think back to the act prayers. You need to act to be still. We can be passive and find all sorts of reasons not to find time for ourselves. But at the end of these, all these reasons, there's still a choice to be made. I don't want hands up, but I want you to think, how many of you regularly make some quiet time for yourselves? Jesus used to take himself off into the hills to pray by himself. Especially at times when he was busy. If the Son of God needed to do this, how much more do we need to? When was the last time you spent some peace and quiet reflection time without feeling as if you ought to be doing something else? Satan loves to make us feel guilty. Does the story of Martha and Mary help you to deal with this guilt? Or perhaps you feel sorry for Martha. Is Martha hiding behind her busyness? Jesus and his disciples are on a journey. Like the wounded man that we heard about last week, travelling from Jerusalem to Jericho, they encounter hospitality and attentiveness, this time from women. It's significant that the women are named the sisters, Perhaps they were well-known disciples and that Martha is the householder. There's no mention of any men at this point. Perhaps Martha and Mary are typical independent women in the Jesus movement. Luke's Gospel mentions other women, Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Susanna, Dorcas and Lydia. By accepting hospitality from a woman... The journeying Jesus is prepared to cross boundaries, like a compassionate Samaritan last week. This week's Old Testament reading tells of Abraham's generous hospitality towards strangers. Martha is well aware of her, her obligations as a host. She's generally, understandably annoyed by her sister's readiness to leave all the work to her. We need to remember that Jesus didn't come alone. He had 12 disciples with him who all needed their feet washed to be made comfortable and to have a meal prepared for them. Imagine sort of 13 or more, because we don't know if there were other hangers-on with them, turning up at your door and being left to do it all. A respectable hostess in the ancient world would extend all of these courtesies to his or her guests. The impression here, though, is Martha is trying to overdo it. She wanted something extra special for the master, but she let herself get to the point where she was worrying, overworked and unable to enjoy the guests. But Mary is showing a different kind of hospitality. By sitting at Jesus' feet... In a characteristic pose of a disciple, she's acknowledging that their guest is a rabbi whose teaching is worthy of full attention. Following on from last week's gospel, Luke applies this particularly to what Jesus says about loving God and loving neighbour. Tom Wright states that the real problem between Martha and Mary wasn't the workload that Martha had in the kitchen, even though that was real enough. The problem was, Mary was behaving as if she were a man. In that culture, as in many parts of the world to this day, houses were divided into male space and female space, and their roles were strictly demarcated as well. Mary had crossed that invisible but very important boundary within the house, and another equally important boundary within the social world. The public room, what would be our lounge, were where the people would meet. The kitchen and other quarters, unseen by outsiders, were where the women would remain. For a woman to settle down comfortably among the men was bordering on scandalous. In the same way, to sit at the feet of a teacher was decidedly a male role. To sit at the feet meant that you were a student of the rabbi and wanted to be a rabbi yourself. There's no thought of learning for learning's sake. Mary had quietly taken her place as a would-be teacher and preacher of the kingdom of God. And Jesus affirms her right to do so. Martha, in attempting to serve Jesus didn't understand or attend to Jesus' reason for being there. She allowed her worry to turn to irritation. She went to Jesus and asked him to tell Mary to get up and get to work. And there's a touch of reproach in her words. Yet Jesus didn't blame Martha for being concerned about preparing the meal, nor did he scold her for attempting to make him and his disciples welcome but he did want her to understand that because she was so upset, she wasn't making time for what was important shown in Mary's attitude. Jesus wanted Martha to rearrange her priorities. In his reply to Martha, is Jesus exalting contemplation over action or saying that true disciples lead menial tasks to others? If Martha and Mary are both being hospitable, it may be better to see different kinds of hospitality competing with each other for the limited resources of time and attention. The culture at the time of Jesus was such that you were expected to offer hospitality to whoever turned up at your home, regardless of who they were. Yet this can mean that we fail to pay attention to the person, and in doing so, we fail to be truly hospitable. A bit like when we were talking about friends being together and one having a phone call and taking the phone call. They weren't giving their attention to that friend who was there. To be hospitable is to be welcoming to the whole person, to give them time and to find out why they are with you. Jesus knew that he wanted both Martha and Mary to simply spend time with him. He wasn't concerned about getting a brew. Jesus commends Mary for her desire to be hospitable to his teaching. By comparison, Martha's anxious preparation of the meal as a distraction that falls short of what in this instance is her sister's better part. We're left wondering about the kinds of hospitality we offer and the nature of our response to Jesus at each moment and in every encounter. The mantra, I have no time for it, is used to justify busy lives. The truth is less accommodating. Some people, notably carers, have little or no choice over their time, but many of us have significant choices. A more honest response would be, I'm not prepared to prioritise what's being asked of me. So how do we become still? We need to make a choice, and that is to make God's request our priority. Martha and Mary made choices. Martha welcomed him, but then proceeded to be engaged in lots of activity, in busyness. But Mary sat and listened to Jesus and gave her time to him. I wonder if you remember the advert of a well-known holiday park. What is life? If full of care, we have no time to stop and stare. It was a brilliant choice of a quote, and is, very pertinent, is a very pertinent reminder to our f- life of faith. To stop and stare can be unfairly ca- characterised as time-wasting, But manic activity isn't a wise choice either. In this constant national drive towards a 74... No, try again. 24-7 lifestyle, Sundays have become eroded away as the inbuilt downtime in a week. This makes it even more important as Christians that we spend time being the children of God rather than just doing discipleship deeds serving without counting the cost. If you think about it, we don't have a problem watching a baby sleep, especially if they're our child or grandchild, or perhaps for the animal lovers, spending time playing and watching kittens or puppies getting up to mischief. I've been told they can be terrible time wasters, but is it really wasting time? nor do we have trouble watching our favourite television programmes. It's all down to the choices that we make and what we prioritise. However, it's not a competition between active and contemplative styles of spirituality. Action and contemplation are both needed and both equally important. Whether we're active or contemplative... It's the quality of our attention to the call of God through them that Jesus commends. At its best, meditation and contemplation makes people more mindful of and compassionate towards others, while the best social action can lead to change, can lead to prayer on behalf of others. We can catch ourselves saying, I'll have more time when the children have grown up or when they've gone to school, or when they've left home, when I've retired, and the list goes on. I'm told by a lot of retired people that they've never been so busy, so beware, make the most of every day. Each of us has the same amount of hours in a day. It depends on how we prioritise our time and use it, and there needs to be that balance between being and doing. This story can seem difficult to deal with. Only last week in the Good Samaritan, we learned the importance of love in action. Yet Jesus is not saying welcoming and serving guests is unimportant, but he's reminding us of the importance of enjoying and loving those we host, and ultimately the importance of spending time with and listening to him amid all the busyness of life. When we get this balance right, as we spend time in silence before our Father in heaven, as we look at him and listen to him, we learn from him. He fills us with his peace, restores our equilibrium, and we find that silence is golden because of his presence with us. As we come to prayer, I want you to reflect on What do you find most distracting when you try to focus on Jesus? And then think about what would help you to become more attentive. Let's pray. Have you got? Thank you. I'll say um, a prayer, first part of the prayer, and then I'll invite you to respond with the words in yellow. In the midst of our sometimes busy lives, help us to be still and hear you. In the midst of our times, at times noisy world, help us to be still and hear you. In the midst of our often hectic day, help us to be still and hear you. And in the midst of our solitary suffocating silence, help us to be still and hear you. And we respond. Lord Jesus, when I cannot offer hospitality at home, may I offer hospitality of heart, being generous with my time, encouraging with my words, and bold in my prayers, that my life may reflect that which best draws others to you. Amen. If we let Jesus... It's he, through his spirit, who will guide us into stillness of heart, mind and body. And we sing number 481, the Lord is my shepherd.
2: my shepherd I'll not want. He makes me lie in pasture's green. He leads me by the still, still waters. His goodness restores my soul.
1: Often in these times of quiet, that God may well lay on our hearts a burden to pray for others. So we come now to our prayers of intercession. When I say, Lord, when we are worried and distracted, please respond, Help us to choose the better part. Lord, when we are worried and distracted, help us to choose the better part. We pray for the church distracted by differences of history and tradition. We pray for our churches that they may be places of welcome and of nourishment. We pray especially for all ministers and lay workers moving churches and appointments this summer. And we pray for all probationary ministers as they take their first appointment. We particularly pray for Chris Chris Finn Edberg, who was with us for his placement as he starts his training as a presbyter this September. May we continue to uphold all our ministers, local preachers and lay workers in prayer. Lord, when we are worried and distracted, help us to choose the better part. We pray for the nations distracted by national self-interest and power, especially Russia and their conflict with the Ukraine. We pray for other war-torn areas. Inspiring God, we pray for the wisdom to take your time and seek your space in which to live your love for the world. We pray for the strength to make the noises justice requires so that we invade the space of those who lead us to wasteful conflict and away from peace. And especially at this time, we pray for the Conservative Party as they elect a new leader and also Prime Minister. Lord, when we are worried and distracted, help us to choose the better part. We pray for our neighbourhood, for community support and action, rather than personal distractions and rivalries. We pray for all the charities that make people's lives easier to live, continue to bless them with volunteers and funds sufficient for their work. We pray for individuals and communities who offer a ministry of hospitality, and especially we pray for our own the Wellness Community Cafe, and also the At Home Cafe in West Preston, and the Olive Grove Cafe at Central. Lord, when we are worried and distracted, Help us to choose the better part. We pray for the sick, especially those who are distracted or fretful because of anxiety or poor mental health. And we pray for those who care for them. And in this time of silence, we pray for those who've asked for our prayers. And we pray especially for Mary's sister, Barbara. And we pray for all of our congregation and others who are continually battling with COVID. Lord, when we are worried and distracted, help us to choose the better part. We pray for those whose discipleship is in serving, like Martha's. For those who follow the way of Mary. For those who've shown us the way of service and drawn us into the life of prayer. We pray for our homes, that they may be places where food is shared and conversations are enjoyed. We pray for those who have no food to share, no home to feel safe in, no one to talk to. We pray for those who find no pleasure in their work and those denied the opportunity to rest. Lord, give us the courage to recognise the strength of putting our trust in you. Lord, when we are worried and distracted, help us to choose the better part. And we bring all our prayers together as we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. And we close by singing, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You, number 611. everybody who's contributed towards the service in any way and especially those who've stood in at the last minute for those who couldn't be here and I would ask because we are a bit uh, thin on the ground with helpers uh, would anybody who feels able-bodied help to um, put the chairs to the side and to stack them up at the end and I do hope everybody can stay and join us for refreshments at the back um, in the cafe. May God meet us in our tasks and in our stillness. May we know a balance of busyness and rest. And may we bless and be blessed with the gifts of hospitality and friendship wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen. And we bless one another with the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Evermore, Amen.